Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass yeah beer clock that's right all right everyone we are now joined by the rockley roofing 200 winner driver of the number 17 ford for team dgr ryan priest ryan winner of this race two years in a row how do you feel pretty good for sure. Wish I uh, wish I could have a few more beers later, but we got uh, we got another race tomorrow, which we have a really fast car for. So excited to uh, to hold on to that one. <clears throat> like I said early in pre-race, that we had a fast truck, and you don't want to give them away. So happy, uh, a little closer than I wanted it to be, but um, happy we were able to finish it off and end up with two guitars and two trophies. We will open it up to questions. If you have a question, raise your hand. We'll start. Bob Pockris didn't pick me on Twitter. I don't know. We just have fast trucks. Um, <clears throat> you know, last year and, and working with Chad Johnson, he's he's been a lot of fun to work with. And Seth Smith was was working here today, crew chief, and um, and we've just all we've been really. If you look at practices throughout the season, you know, or throughout my races, they've been less than less than stellar. We usually practice 17th to 24th, and we just keep working towards a combination that I like. So. Um, I would say this was the first week that, as a team, we, we've unloaded really well, and uh, we've just able, been able to, to not screw it up for sure. So, Matt Weaver, Racing America. Um, I'm curious, Ryan, how valuable are wins at a national touring level in general right now, just given where you are in your career and the few opportunities that you have to, to race? Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> if you look at my national series career with a uh, manufacturer, team it's really I don't think I've ever done a full season with one um with a manufacturer supported team so uh it's nice when you have these opportunities to 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 have all the resources and and be able to work on yourself as a driver um you know I'm a I'm a student of the game on so many different levels when it comes to racing I I I'm from the northeast I'm pretty hardcore as most know and um I, I, I enjoy every bit about racing other than driving race cars. I love working on them. I like setting them up. I like, I enjoy so much about the entire sport, the big picture. So um, I would say when you, when you have these opportunities, you, you have to go win. You, it, it, <clears throat> there's no ifs, ands, or buts. You, just, you have to get the job done. Based on last year, I thought that you, know, you get in clean air, anyone gets in clean air, the truck feels naturally better, but it seems like whether it was you or Zane, no one had a good handling truck at all. And it even seemed like you at the end was kind of struggling a little bit. What were you fighting at the end that nearly looked like it cost you? Probably tires more so. I mean, you get heat cycles like you do. There's just a lot of things, and the trucks are really draggy, um, probably under horsepower. So you're just – it's you, everything's momentum. And once your car or your truck starts not handling 100%, you got to do everything you can to maximize your, your roll speed, and, and then if you struggle that little bit, the draft, once that truck gets the sniff of the draft, and, and I think Zane having that, those new tires behind him and, 
it's just propelling them forward and giving them that much more straight line speed. So I saw it probably with about six to go. I was happy he didn't get there any sooner because um, I knew if he was going to have one shot, we had to do our best uh, to, to hold on to the lead and not give it away, and, and that's what we did. We'll go to Steven. Steven Toronto, CBS Sports. Ryan, the, the past couple of years you've had a full-time cup ride, you know, had success where you could. Uh, now this year you've kind of transitioned into more of a select, limited schedule, and you've been very competitive when you've been in the Xfinity Series, the Truck Series. You've had a slate of modified races, short track races. As someone who's built his racing resume and reputation at the grassroots level on, on short tracks, uh, how satisfying is it to have more of a nomadic schedule this year where you're almost trophy hunting, as it were? I mean, me, in my career, I trophy hunt. That's all I show up for. Um, <clears throat> but in my position, I think we all know it, it takes takes a lot of a lot of partners to, to make opportunities like this possible. And, you know, fortunately, I have KHI management in my corner, and, and they put, you know, people like Hunt Brothers Pizza and, and Morton Buildings and, you know, United Rentals is a huge one that came on this year that's supporting me. So I... I 100% survive to race. Like I, my racing career is 100% dependent on on companies and and people like that. It's I'd love to have a full season with a with a manufacturer based team and and have opportunities to chase wins week in and week out. I've just haven't had that type of situation uh, happen yet. I think in this press conference last year, uh, we asked you, and you talked about having one Gibson guitar. What's it going to be like now at home having two? I guess I'm really going to actually have to learn how to play. Um, yeah, so um, one thing I do want to say, no disrespect, because Tad Gershechter and, and Jody Gershechter were great, great, great people that, that gave me three years of, of, of uh, a lot of fun, so... I do want to say I really appreciate what they've done for me and for my wife and given us things that, you know, we could only dream of. Somebody like myself that, you know, I grew up in, in the Northeast in Connecticut racing three or four or five days a week, you know, driving, you know, however many hours each track, just like a lot of other short track guys do on the dirt ranks or asphalt ranks. So it's, uh, it's nice to be one of, the, one of the good stories that, you know, you get the job done. Right. Thanks, Ryan. We'll go to Bob. Oh, man. <laughs> well, we'll see. Bob Parker, right, Fox Sports. Um, are you having fun? Has this year been more fun than last year? Winning is always fun, Bob. Yes. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's um, racing is as much of a mental sport as, as it is anything. And I'm a very confident person because I know, I mean, as you see, I get limited limited. Um, opportunities and and I try to do my best to take advantage of them. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm having a pretty damn good time. And is it any easier like not to worry about the future when you are having a good time? I don't know. I mean, my wife probably does more worrying about my future than than I do. I just I tell her all the time, all I can do is is go out and do what I've always done in my entire career, and that's try to win races. Um, you know, I'm I'm lucky to have a great uh, support system. Um, and and a father who's who's been uh, nothing but to teach me to to work really hard and to not quit on your dreams. So uh, I might be 31, but in racing years, that's that's you're not even close to your peak. 
Jared Haas with FrenchStretch.com. You're entered in the Xfinity race tomorrow. How competitive is this, um, like I said, the truck series to the Xfinity for, uh, series for you, and what's your expectations um, going into that race tomorrow? I mean, just race the racetrack. That's kind of what I was doing tonight um, with the resin and how it's playing out. It's going to be a totally different race um, <clears throat> just because it's it's going to be in the middle of the day versus, versus at night, right? So I don't think you're going to be able to, to move to the bottom like we all were, but I could be completely wrong, and I guess I'm not going to find out till lap five. But um, I will say that they've brought a great United Rentals number five Ford Mustang, and, and uh, hopefully we can get the job done, and I can be talking to you guys here again. And uh, one more question. How are you beating, the, like I said, preparing for this heat? Um, like I said, the truck race was run at night, but you've had you know, practice during the day, and you're running double duty. Drinking a beer. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big boy. I, I, uh, I retain water pretty well, so I think I'll be all right. All right, we'll go up here in the front. Yeah, Ryan, kind of answered my question. Does this a, a winning a win tonight boost your confidence? I mean, you're, you've got a pretty good track record on this track. What, what about the, the confidence factor? Yeah, so I think um, it's always nice to, to be able to get that win just because sometimes, I, I mean, you look back at Vegas or, or um, Texas or Charlotte, you know, th those are three races where I felt like we, we had opportunities and just – Things didn't go our way, um, so it was nice to to not have to have a green white checker or, or have one of those situations. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a you know I'm clear by clear by ten and that's it. But it was um, you know it was it was nice to be out front and and be in control of the race. And also, how many truck races do you have planned this season, or do you know? I only have as far as I mean I I believe my last two will be Pocono and Kansas. So. Got, got two more this season. Two more. We'll go to Chris Knight. Uh, Ryan, does this make up for Charlotte in any way, shape, or form? Clock resets at midnight in my eyes. Um, you know, I race. I've been racing a long time, and I wear my emotions on my sleeve. But um, you know, I'm happy we we're able to get the victory lane here today. What's the biggest thing you've learned as a driver this year, or about yourself? Having I think to juggle all the series and different cars and just different in general. Teams. Um, well, I've been pretty. I've always been able to be versatile when it comes to jumping in different race cars. Uh, I'm I'm labeled and I'm completely okay with being labeled a modified guy. But I grew up racing open wheel um, midgets and micros, and you know I've I've raced a lot of different race cars and and pretty much won in them all. So. Uh, I do uh, embrace my northeast roots and where I come from and where I've really, you know, made my mark. But at the same time, I feel like as a race car driver, you need to be able to uh, be good in anything at any time. Dustin Long. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Hey, uh, Ryan, so you get the, the, the two truck races left, and then tomorrow's Xfinity race is it in terms of Xfinity and truck then for the rest of the season, correct? Yeah, yep. So I know you're doing the modified, but, I mean, what more do you, you know, how tough is it to show or, or as you look ahead and, and, and with, with the limited opportunities, with not having anything else, you know, for the most part for the next few months as 
deals and start, you know, getting finalized and such. I mean, if somebody wants to step up and, and help pay tires and all these other things for me to race my late model or my modified more often, I will. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm lucky that I do have supporters that, that help me race when I'm not racing in the national series. But, you know, I, I, I like I've said, I, I race, I race for fun and I enjoy it, but I race for a living. So, um, you know, I'm I'm kind of almost looking at my short track schedule as I got to pick bigger money races to to go run. You got to look at it, um, you know, as a business because got other things going on. But um, you know, at the, at the same time, when I'm not racing, you know, an Xfinity or truck or or the other stuff, I'm um, you know, I'm at the shop. I'm working out with the, with the pit crew guys, or I'm I'm in those driver debrief meetings and and listening in and trying to be. Um, as up to date as possible with this cup car. So if that opportunity ever were to happen, that there's a very slim to none um, window of, of learning the car. I, I know it, 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 when they announced your your role with SHR, one of the things was uh, like simulator driver. Are you still doing much of that, or with your yeah. other racing, oh, yeah. are you kind of not? I'm doing busier it? now than I ever was. I mean, there's there's a lot of days or I'll get random text messages to come in and fill in for people. I'm, I'm usually there a couple times a week and for quite a few hours. So it's, uh, it's a good role to have. So how do you, how comfortable do you feel with this car? I mean, although you've only raced it with two weekends, I think cup weekends, but with the, the sim time, how is that? Do you feel like helping? I mean, I'm really comfortable with it. I said, uh, you know, Dover was a better run. I feel like the result didn't show, but we were, we were really fast and we had a great speed and we had a, pretty good day we're all just learning the car right now there's a lot of things that teams are learning and and the progression of this car is going to be really quick soon i think it's not done we i don't even think we scratched the surface on on teams figuring things out so um you know i just want to be a part of that and and uh and and be there and and be ready because i've said this in the past when those opportunities happen i'm going to be ready any final questions all right. Thank you, Ryan, and congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Hey, I'd like to welcome everybody to the Rowdy Maglite Show. Uh, Kyle Magnum, uh, Ryan Priest brings it to the uh, checkered flag at Nashville. Directly, directly, I want a roofing, taking care of racing, man. Kind of sponsor. Spend some money with these sponsors, Kyle. But we're right now waiting on 7K racing. Kyle in with Teddy, Josiah, and Action Jackson here. Brad, it's good to be on. Uh, PA Speed Week is in full force right now. Uh, I can say Kyle Larson and Christopher Belt are both at Lincoln tonight. Uh, 42 cars have shown up for that show. Um, I will be at Grandview Speedway Tuesday night and also Port Royal Speedway Wednesday night for those three week shows and uh, looking forward to it. Um, really looking forward to getting back to the track and uh, bringing you as much coverage as I can, Rowdy. Well, Kyle, uh, big weekend. Uh, Ryan Priest, man, he's looking forward to being part of that new car that we talked this weekend, Kyle. I think it's been pretty successful what what's your look on the next gen car that was a good race um you know kind of got jumbled up there at the end but 
you know, the Hendrick cars have been strong. Chase Elliott joins William Byron, 22 cup races this year. And, um, you know, two one clubs a big deal, especially in this format with all the winners we've been having this year. Uh, Gibbs cars were good. Um, they just, they fell back on pit strategy late in the race. Uh, Denny Hamlin finished sixth. He just pit it. And, uh, he led most, most laps, 115. So, but, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good, I mean, all these races have been good, Rowdy. I mean, it really hasn't been only a bad race, um, with the next gen cars. So, I mean, it's, we've been watching it every week and, you know, in a few weeks I'll be able, well, other than the poking a tire test, I'll be getting to see my, my, my first view of these cars close and personal when we get to Pocono here in a few weeks. Well, Kyle, I'm looking forward to Pocono. But, uh, Kyle, I'm going to bring in our first callers, callers tonight. And, uh, Kyle, you know, you've been here long enough to know these guys. We're bringing in 7K Racing. Teddy, Josiah, Action Jackson, and the family, Casades. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, guys. But uh, welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show. Thank you for having us on, guys. Yeah, thank you guys for having us on. We're honored. Thank you for us for having us on your great show. Hey, we appreciate it, guys. You know, looking back through your social media, y'all are like me. Y'all living a blessed life. We're doing a lot of great things and having fun. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, for all of us, we're very thankful for what our parents do and the sacrifices they make to try to help us make it to our goals. So uh, let, let's start with Teddy. Teddy, so you're racing late models now at, at Elko and had a pretty successful year last year. Let's talk about your 2021 season. Oh, yeah. I mean, our 2021 season went really well uh, for a learning year for us. Um, you know, we, we learned a lot, and it was a really fun year. Uh, we did Elko most of the year, and then at the end, we went down to Lacrosse for Oktoberfest. Uh, that was a really fun experience, but uh, overall, it was just a really good year for us. So what's it, what's it like now when you're racing three wide? Oh man, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's one place where if you're in battle, it's it's one place where you're cringe and you just hope that you get to the corner as safe as possible. I mean, it's somewhere you just have to hold on and wish for the best. So, so uh, is that where you got rookie of the year, Elko? Yep. Yep. Uh, rookie of the Year there, and NASCAR Minnesota Rookie of the Year as well. Pretty impressive for your first year, wouldn't you think? Oh, absolutely. And I'm just really thankful for everybody who supported me and stepped up behind me. So let, let's speed up to, to up to speed now. What, what's going on with y'all was at, this week at, back at Elko in the Arca Menard Series? Did y'all learn anything? You got the right one. You kind of a feature race before the Arkham Menard Series, Teddy. Yep, yep. So we did 40 laps uh, before the Arca Series race, where usually on a regular race night we do two 25-lap features. So we did a 40-lap race, and the Arca race was really good. Uh, it was really entertaining. Hey, Teddy. Yeah, Rowdy? All right. I thought 
I, I've got Kyle. I thought he was wanting to ask a question, uh, Teddy. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, where you was at the BIR Performance Driving School. And you, you've been busy, Teddy, I'm telling you. Yeah, so I was up there, and I got my SCCA license up there. And uh, that's just for a different opportunity, you know, if, if an opportunity comes up. But uh, you'll have to talk to Josiah about that because he's been uh, going up there with a legend car and doing track days with that. That's kind of a road course, right? Is that a road yep, course? Road course. So, uh, what's it like hanging out with Rich Pickle? Oh man, it's it's really really cool. I mean, he's he's one of my childhood heroes, so it's it's a really awesome experience. And whenever you're around him, it's something that you always want to absorb. You never know when the next time you're going to meet him. But for him, you know, just hearing his advice. Uh, he he gave me a lot of advice on Oktoberfest at lacrosse last year. Um, that that was something amazing to me. And just to be around him and just hear the stories, that it, it's pretty cool. I know we've had him on the show. He's really a great great guest. Uh, and then, uh, what's it like going to the Dick Trickle Memorial? Oh, man, that, that is something cool. And to be honest, Rowdy, with all my racing experience and stuff, that, that's one of my favorite places to go. Uh, you go there, uh, you meet friends, new friends, you know, that maybe knew Dick or were fans of Dick or even knew Dick up close. But it, it's really amazing, and it's a really nice facility. Uh, I mean, they, they put a lot of work at the memorial. Um, and for me, it means something because, uh, I was really, really young when he passed away, so I never was able to meet him. But to hear the stories and everything about his personality, it's really cool. It, it's probably the closest I'll ever get to Dick is just hearing through his story. So uh, kind of wind down here with you, Teddy, before we move on to Josiah and Action Jackson there. Uh, I've been there several times. When you go, how, how can you explain your experience at the uh, PRI show? What tell, tell everybody what it's like when you go to to the PRI show in Indianapolis. Well, it's one big place, and let me tell you, you could get lost in it. But there are so many people around. I, I mean, there's vendors everywhere. Um, and you never know who's going to be walking around the place. I mean, you'd be walking, you may see John Forrest walk by. I mean, it's it's really, really amazing. But it's a really cool place to go to. A lot of hot rods there. Stuff that you just do, do not see at a regular local car show. Absolutely. And, you know, they have their PRs, and you, you can learn a lot of different things, too, and sit through seminars. It's, it's really encouraging as well. Well, uh, Teddy, before we get done, let's talk about uh, the guys and gals that help you go around it at Elko and trying to make your year successful. Absolutely. Uh, first of all, I want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ for, for what he does and for our family and our team. Um, 
second of all, I like to thank the fans. I mean, they're they're the ones that make racing what it is. And third of all, I like to thank what you guys do. Um, people like you in in the PR industry. I mean, you guys help uh, the racing community. And uh, on to my sponsors, I would like to thank the Car Lot in New Prague, A Plus Stump Grinding, Pro Car Indoors in Maple Grove, Carbodyne Lubricants, Jerry's Abra Auto Body, Repair of America, Westfall Construction, Yoder Farms, Terry and Judy Burnham, Vermilion Creek Homes, JNL Collectibles, Telfer Design, Eric Bolson, Ryan's Automotive, Elite Shock Services, these are engineering racing engines and racing empire hey guys you got kyle here uh my only question for you is uh have any of you guys been following the nascar season and what what's your thoughts on the new car well kyle uh it's probably out of all my years i've watched nascar it's probably been the most interesting one uh of all i mean this season, I mean, it's really, really hard to tell uh, what the championship's going to bring like. Uh, the car has put on some really great racing. Um, I mean, it's it's not one of those years where one driver just stands out to you. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that can stand out. And let me tell you, the playoffs, it's going to be really fun to watch to see who gets eliminated and who stays in. Yeah, this is Jackson here. I think the new car has really shook, well, diced things up a bit. Um, last year, Ross Chastain, he was um, not on the good side of things, but now he's leading the points. He was leading the points coming into Nashville. So a lot of interesting things happening in the point series and NASCAR racing. Yeah, I think it's a really big game game changer. I mean, all these manufacturers, I mean, if you look at front row motorsports, last year they kind of had some going, but a couple of years before they were mid-20s pack car. Now when Michael McDowell's pulling top 10s out, and you look at all these people, I mean, track house racing, they're, it's only their second year and they're pulling wins off. And it's really evening out. You saw the dominance of uh, Hendrick, and now everybody's kind of come up to their level. It's real interesting. I, I think so too, guys. I, I like to, it's it's brought parity to all the teams. Uh, Kyle and I were kind of questioned about it. our deal was let's let's give it about four, five, six races. And we did, and we, we, we like it. I mean, I like the racing, guys. You know, what I like about it is they asked Trackhouse, uh, the crew chief, about what car was in what, at what race, and they have no idea. They all fit every race. That, that one chassis can be interchanged to go to that race. So, Josiah, let's, let's talk about what you got going on now. Oh, you're, in, you're in the Legends, right? Yep, I'm still the legend car at Brainerd. Well, hey, listen, you got Teddy up there breaking ground for you, and, and it's going to be easier for you when you get there. So all, all you need is, is seat time. So how's that going for you? Yeah, it's going real great. I love it up there. It's a real nice facility. Um, I've gotten 
not six hours of racing there. And 25-minute sessions around 2.5-mile road course, upshifting and downshifting. It's really helped me with the upshifting and downshifting because last year I wasn't really good at it. And now I'm I'm almost perfect at it. It's really helped us out, and it's a new opportunity. And we will we will be looking into a new car, maybe a uh, Mazda Miata. But if there is any other opportunities out there, like if dirt came up, we are open to it. But uh, right now, I think God's showing us to uh, go to road course right now. Well, well we've had some uh, road course ringers on in the past few shows and they're actually headed to road america this weekend if i'm not mistaken kyle if kyle kyle if you got a question yeah i'll ask a question I, uh, you got just that. I know you were saying about the road ringers but i mean what, what do you guys think you think you know the term road ringer is still a thing and you know are we are we past that finally um, I think it's still there. I mean, they're really showing, I mean, they are showing in NASCAR with um, the road race thing. And, um, yeah, they're still out there. Uh, Josiah? So yeah. what? So uh, what's it like going to the uh, PR, the PIR performance school. Is that is that where you're getting your your schooling at? Yes, it's real. It's a really great area to be in, and there's lots of instructors there to help you out. And um, there's a really great lead instructor there. His name is Andre Serra. He's um, actually from Brazil. He made to F3. and he would help you out anytime. And there's a lot of guys out there. There's S16 pilots there. There's guys that have ran super bikes. And it's a really great environment to be in. They would help you out anytime. And I think it's a really great environment for people who want to learn in the sport to be in. Well, you know, that's what I say. What, what's it like hanging out with people who want to win all the time? You know, I when I go to a racetrack, and the people that I hang with, they always they strive to be winners. You know, that's a when you leave there, do you not feel like you've been charged up and you're ready to, to do it all again? Yeah, absolutely. I love being up there and I really miss it even after like I've been it's we left been um when we've been gone for two days from there, I'm like, Man, I really wanna go back there. And I I miss it a lot when we're not there. And I love the environment a lot. It's very fun. So uh, I'm going to ask you, what's what's it like going to the PRI show? Oh, man, it's big. And there's so much opportunities there. Um, we got a couple sponsors there, uh, Tribe Dime Performance Lubricants and uh, Telfer's design, and you never know what you're going to find there. You could find a John Force strolling around or Richard Petty or guys from Street Outlaws or a whole bunch of stuff, and it's a really awesome place to be in, and the PR and the seminars are really good. There's a whole bunch of different stuff.
stuff around there. And basically, if you go there, you never know what you're going And it's really awesome to be there. Uh, Josiah, uh, what's it like being at Dick Trickle Memorial? Man, it's really awesome. The environment is great there. Um, I love seeing all the history. And it brings back his memory to life. And all the people there are great. Hey, my last question for you guys is, uh, uh, what did you think of the ARCA race Saturday night? Uh, what were your takeaways from it? Well, Kyle, this is Teddy. Uh, I think it was a really good race. I mean, there was a lot of action going around the racetrack. Um, I mean, there was battles, I mean, everywhere. I mean, there was a battle up in third and for second. So it was a, a really entertaining race. Yeah, you got Jackson here. I think the race was uh, really entertaining. Um, there was a lot, not a lot of caution, no major pileups. It was a nice, clean race. And, um, you know, Sammy Smith pulling off the win, congrats to him. But um, ARCA really does a good job on um supporting that race and the series. So um, I'm going to hand it over to Josiah here. Yeah, you got Josiah here. I mean, the race was great. The incre- it was really incredible to see all the racing there. And uh, we got to see uh, Bill Vetrini there and got to talk to him about uh, Dick Trickle and Rich Bickle out there. And he's a good storyteller, and he has some of the best cars out there. And it's really awesome to see race, the racing there and for ARCA to come in. So, uh, Josiah, when uh, Teddy's racing, what do you guys do? What's, what's y'all's role in getting Teddy ready? So my role is actually helping out the car, with the car, getting the tire pressures or set and um, checking the tire or stagger and stuff like that, making sure that the car is in running condition, getting the gas in, mainly being uh, a mechanic and also helping my dad out. Hey, you're getting to lay your hands on that car to know what it does. I think that's the great best part. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, let me move on to uh, let's let's talk about who helps you go round there, in uh, in Josiah and your legends. Yeah, first I'd like to thank the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, He's helped us with our uh, paths. He's really He told us where to go, and I think if it wasn't for Him, we wouldn't be here and how far we've gotten. So um, I'd like to thank the car lot in New Prague, A-plus stunt grinding, Procar Indoors Maple Grove, Driving on Lubricant, Jerry's Abra Auto Body Repair of America, Westfall Construction, Yoder Farms, Terry and Judy Burnham, Vermilion Creek Homes, JNL Collectibles, Telfer's Design, Eric Bolton, Ryan's Automotive, Elite Shock Services, Tzar Engineering Racing Engines, and Racing Empire. And all you guys out there, 
or thank you guys for um, spreading the word on the racing community. Thank you guys and people like you. We wouldn't have the sport without you guys. Well, with that being said, Josiah, tell everybody where they can keep up with you this season. Yeah, they can keep up with us at 7K Racing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. All right, let me let me move on to Action Jackson there. Hey, you guys. Action Jackson, what's going on, my man? What 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 well, you got going doing... on? Tell us what you got going well, on this year. Well, right, I haven't. We haven't raced yet in the bando. We our our team's hands are really full with Josiah Tay right now, and um, I'm getting a lot experienced at pro kart. But um, we are going to race in the bando this year. We're not running for points, so that kind of relieves some of the pressure. But we will race maybe all the, sometimes out of the states probably, and definitely at Elko. With that being said, isn't it more important, instead of racing for points right now, racing for seat time and the experience of being at other tracks, Action Jackson? Yeah, I like the uh, experience time because that's going to help you out in the long run. Points are only going to last for you for a season. But um, I think for the long run, I would choose the experience and seat time for those tracks because then when you get there again, you'll get better and better and better. So uh, what's it like hanging out with Rich Bickle? At the racetrack. Oh, it's an absolute blast, man. The stories he pumps out, and also all the yard people. I mean, it's a great community with him. He is, it's a lot of fun being with him. What's a, what's a race night like to you at, at Elko? Well, what's it like if you was going this Friday night, what would you, or Saturday night, what would, be your routine for Saturday night at Elko? Well, first, when we pull into the pits, um, get Lexi out into the stands. I would stay with Lexi the entire night because um, we, we're too young to go into the pits. So while Josiah and Mom are helping out, we, me and Lexi will do some photos and cheer Tay on. So you're not at, the age restriction keeps you out of the pits right now. Yep, the age. Well, you know, you can learn a lot on that side of the fence. So once you get in there, you know what it's like being out there. Oh yeah. So uh, I'm going to ask you the same one, of the, kind of the same questions. What's it like going to the PRI show? Well, I don't know really because I've never been there. Um, I'm waiting for it. I from the stories that my team, well, from the what the birds have told me, I think it's going to be an absolute blast when I go there. <laughs> it's going. It'll wow you. It, it absolutely will. Dick Trickle Memorial. 
Well, I can tell you that it's a really good place. The time and the effort the people, the members of the Dick Trickle Memorial have put in there, it's the it's really coming to life when you go there, the history of him. And when you come to the memorial celebration, they have all sorts of things there, live auctions, and um, they have most of his, well, they have some of his Dick Trickle cars. But at the live auctions, you can find a lot of Dick Trickle stuff there. But uh, the work that they've put into that, the rewards are really coming to life. And when you go there, the history just, it's all around you. You can see um, Dick Trickle's brother and his cousin and his niece. I met his sister, his two sisters. But it's really a great community there. So uh, what's the shop like when Terry Barnum shows up? Well, yeah, definitely he's either going to bring a couple things, cupcakes, dilly bars, <laughs> or donuts. But uh, when he comes there, it really, we it's all stop your work and talk to him because, I mean, he'll help us out there, but mainly when he comes to his shop, we're just on our well, we're just sitting down talking to him. So what's your favorite snack that Terry brings? Um, probably the uh, caramel, probably the, uh, it's either the lemon meringue uh, cupcakes or the caramel with salt cupcakes. Okay. Uh, Action Jackson, let's talk about the folks that help you go round when you get to race your bandera. First, I would like to thank the Lord Jesus Christ. He's put me on this path for a really good reason. And I would also like to thank the fans and my parents. Without them, I wouldn't be able to be here. And um, I would also like to thank people like you um, promoting racing for radio. And I would also like to thank my sponsors because obviously you can't have a race team without sponsors. So uh, the Carlot New Prague, A Plus Stump Grinding, Pro Car Indoors Maple Grove, Tribodyne Lubricants, Jerry's Abra Alba E Repair of America, Yoder Farms, Terry and Judy Burnham, Vermilion Creek Homes, Jane L Collectibles, Westfall Construction. Yoder Farms, Telfer Designing, Eric Bonson, Ryan's Automotive, Elite Shock Services, Tizahar Engineering, Racing Engines, something. and Racing Empire. All right, Kyle. I think Kyle's got a question for you, Action Jackson. All right. Action. It's uh, it's Kyle here. Uh, you know, how, how's your racing season been going, and, and what are you looking forward to, um, to gaining out of your your experience? Well, right now I'm just staying tight and helping my brothers out and uh, help and going to pro kart and uh, keeping those skills sharp. But our team, it's really busy with 
taking Josiah the B.I.R. and racing Teddy. But I will be racing in the Bando. And, um, um, and I'm also hoping to get a win pretty soon. But um, we're not going for points. We're going for seat time. That's going to help us out in the long run. Well, you can't beat seat time, uh, Action Jackson. Uh, guys, starting with Teddy. Teddy, anything to close the show, man? I I know I brought up I, before. Teddy, what's your favorite snack that Terry brings? Teddy. It's, prob- it's probably the Dairy Queen Dilly Bars. <laughs> All right, Josiah. All right, Josiah is here. Your favorite All right, snack. My that... <laughs> oh, gosh, there's so many. Oh, I'd say probably the donuts he brings. Man, he's spoiling y'all. <laughs> yeah, hey guys, isn't it wonderful to have people like Terry and your sponsors that allow y'all to come out and and your mom and dad to to let y'all go out and Absolutely. do what y'all do. How blessed are y'all? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They're such a blessing to us, and without them, we wouldn't be anywhere. Um, I'd like to thank them all. Oh, and um, thank you guys for having us on the show. We really appreciate it. All right, guys. We're going. Kyle's going to cut this out, so and, and we'll send it over to you. But he's at work, and uh, we'll have it back over to you tomorrow. But guys, uh, tell everybody where they can keep up with y'all, Teddy. Where where they follow the seven K racing. So you can follow 7K Racing on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. All right, guys. Thanks for being part of the show. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. All right, Kyle. uh, 7K Racing, man. I appreciate it. Terry Burnham, I I got the goods on you now with the uh, snacks. Kyle, we're going to move on to uh, Justin Allgaier winning the uh, Xfinity Series, and we were lucky enough to be able to get the uh, recording for that. Race press conference here this afternoon following today's Lottery Tennessee 250 here at Nashville Super Speedway in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and we are now joined by our race winner, Justin Algar, driver of the number seven Hellman Chevrolet for Ju- Junior Motorsports. Congratulations on that win. That was um, a little bit of a dominating performance on your end, but tell us a little bit what it felt like from your seat in the in the car. Well, I haven't let this guitar go because uh, I've been coming here for a long time and, and long before even making it to NASCAR and racing the Arca Series here. And this has been a trophy for me that um, we've been so close so many times and just proud of our team. Um, you know, we, we've, it's no question we've, we've had great race cars here lately. Everybody at Junior Motorsports has done a fantastic job. And yesterday after we got done with practice, I told him, I said, man, if, if, we, if we can qualify decent and we can get some clean air, I think there's no question we can't win this race. And um, just all day long, you know, to, to, to play the things the way we did, to get track position, to be out front. Um, our team did a, did a great job. We made good adjustments all day. And 
And uh, at the end there, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I needed some antacids um, when we pitted for, for tires because I, I thought it was too early, and I didn't know, uh, I didn't know what, was gonna, what it was going to be like. And when we took back off after that restart, my car didn't handle quite as good as I wanted it to in, in dirty air, and I wasn't uh, getting through the field quite as fast as I thought I would, and so I was pretty, pretty disappointed, and I just settled in. Eddie the Hunt did a great job of keeping me calm all day and settled in, and... Um, Man, I, about 10 to go, I was expecting a caution. I'm not going to lie. I was really expecting a caution. And so to, to not get that uh, felt really good. And just proud of our team. It's, uh, it's, a, it's always good to get a, to get a victory lane. But to, to get Hellman's back in victory lane, um, to get Chevrolet back in victory lane, Hendrickson department, it's, it's a lot, uh, lot, uh, lot to be thankful for. All right. And briefly, before we go to questioning, um, just the trophy here is so unique to the area being a guitar for Nashville. Just talk about where that ranks in your kind of trophy selection at home. Well, to be honest with you, I feel bad because I've, I've been carrying this guitar around and I've neglected the, the other trophy, uh, which is awesome in itself as well. But, um, you know, this guitar, it just, there's something about it that just, uh, I, I collect guitars, to be honest with you. So I've got a ton of guitars in the house and um, this one's obviously a lot more special than the other ones that I've got. But, you know, Greg from Off Access Paint this morning told me, he said, man, I need you to get that trophy today. I need you to get that, that guitar. And it's been on my bucket list for, for a long time of trophies. You know, there's, there's a, a select few trophies that are, that are iconic in this sport, and this is one of them. And, and you know, Nashville Super Studio has done such a great job. Uh, the, the, the whole area, you know, when, when we lost this racetrack on the schedule a couple of years ago, I was so disappointed because I, I love coming here and I love the fans that we have here. And when they put it back on the schedule and to have the fanfare that we've had and to have the, the viewers that, um, that have come in and been a part of this and all the things that have gone on downtown leading into this race, there's just when – the, when, the, when the local community is excited about our sport, it makes it even that much sweeter uh, to, to come and race at a racetrack. And, and you know, the local community has shown out, and, and it's, been nice to, uh, it's been nice to be here. And always cool to win at a racetrack. All right, sounds Good. We're now going to go to questions in the audience. If you have one for Justin, please raise your hand. We're going to get to as many questions as we can. And we're going to start, we'll start over here to our left and then make our way here in the middle. Jared Haas with CrunchStretch.com. My question for you is, did the, fee, the heat really affect you while leading at all any point of the race? To be honest with you, I kept looking up in the grandstands um, every time we'd come out of turn four. And the people were packed in up there in the sun. I mean, literally the, the, I could see the sun beating down on the fans and they were, they were up there cheering us on, you know, darn near every lap we come by, even, even when it got spread out a little bit, you know, the fans were still engaged in the race. And, and I just kept thinking about how hot it was probably sitting up there. And, and my job wasn't too bad sitting where I was at. Right. And, uh, you know, our team does a great job. You know, we, we, we've obviously done a lot of work to try to make sure that the cooling inside the cars is the best we can, you know, um, you know, right helmets, everybody that's, that's a part of, um, you know, cooling, you know, K1, K1 race gear. I mean, everybody that, that helps us try to work on cooling throughout the course of the year, um, when you get there and you have a car that's, that's good and you're not working, you know, nearly as hard as maybe if you were, you know, struggling with your balance on a course of a day, um, you know, I, I felt really good. I know some of the others didn't, and, and I hope everybody is, is okay after this. You know, I mean, it, it, was, it was extremely hot, um, so I hope nobody got – Got too overheated, but um, you know, from where I was at, it was uh, it was pretty easy sailing there. Where would you rank this uh, between, like I said, with all your races that you have? How hot this race has been? 
Uh, you know, when I got back in traffic a little bit there and I, I got to, uh, to, to ha- fight in my balance, I, I, it was probably ranked towards the top. But when we were out front in clean air and I was able to get some air drug in the window, um, it really wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So, I mean, obviously it's hot, but it's probably somewhere on the 5th to 10th range for, for races. So, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully uh, the fans enjoyed what, what they saw today and didn't get too hot. All right, go ahead, Nate. Uh, Nate Ryan, NBC Sports. Following up on that, Justin, um, when Kyle Larson was in here yesterday, he said he's running his cool suit because of your recommendation. So can you give us the backstory of that a little bit and what suit you're using? You know, it's uh, it's interesting. You know, I, I probably get laughed at a little bit for, for wearing a cool suit in the Xfinity Series race, right? They're a lot shorter. But, you know, over time I've learned, you know, the, the more refreshed you are at the end of these races, uh, the better you're going to be. And, and I see a lot of drivers have, have kind of followed suit. I've talked to Kyle about it pretty extensively. Um, you know, they have a system that, that they run on the Cup Series that's, that's a little bit different than the one we run in the Xfinity Series. But, but honestly, if, if we could fit that system in our car, I'd be running it in my car as well. Um, you know, but, but at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, I think, you know, these races are hard hard, uh, hard, hard to go. And, and, you know, you, you're, you get to the end and it's hot, you're exhausted, your heart rates up and, and the fresher you are, the more mentally uh, prepared you are, the the better you're going to be. And, and, you know, Kyle's obviously a great race car driver, but, um, if you can take any advantage, you can, why wouldn't you? And I think for, for all of us, um, you know, just staying cool in these race cars is, it's going to extend the, the, the longevity of our racing careers for sure. And for me, it's, uh, it makes today's like, like it makes days like today not that bad. So you don't run like the chilled out, I think is what he uses. So so chill out is the system they do. Um, we we had a system already, and and so just from a cost standpoint, um, I've run the chill out um, quite a bit whenever we do some of the uh, wheel force testing uh, for for Chevrolet, and we tested a bunch of different stuff, and uh, that particular system won't fit in the Xfinity Series car, so we we haven't put it in the car, but um, they've done an incredible job. I mean it's. To be honest with you, the first time I ran it, um, it got so cold it almost it almost made me made me get sick. Um, just the shock of the the cold the cold water coming through there. So it's a great tool, and and that's the thing, right? As long as you have um, the the right tools, it, it makes the racing that much easier. And they've obviously done a great job. I mean, um, you know, they weren't the first, but they've definitely captured what I think is the best product on the market for sure. And last one, how do you hear about that? Is it word of mouth? Do they pitch you on it? or how does uh, it Word of mouth, to be honest with you, they were in another racing space. And, um, you know, hearsay and, and, and people talking about different things. And uh, we tried it out, and it was it, – it exceeded expectations for sure. All right, Bob. Uh, Bob Parkers, Fox Sports. I have two. First off, do you know how to play the guitar at all? So as a guitar collector – I do not know how to play the guitar. I feel like I should, but I've only collected guitars that are, are meaningful to me. And so this one's probably not the ideal uh, learning guitar to learn how to play the guitar. But I feel like adding this one to the collection, I need to start taking some lessons because I feel like it's, it's, it's time to maybe, maybe match the guitar a little bit. And, you know, when you have a six-second lead at times and three-second leads, I mean, is, was there any part of you that's like, how can I not win this race during it? Oh, I, there's a lot of ways you can lose them. I've I've learned about 99 ways to lose a race, and um, you know I I was just waiting for a caution at the end. You know I, I just felt like something was going to happen, especially when the cars that didn't pit with 60 to go, 
uh, when they were having to make their green flag pit stops. I, you know, I expected something to go wrong, somebody to maybe make a mistake trying to come to pit road or, or whatever it was. But um, we got down to about 10 to go, and I really was getting nervous, right? I mean, our car was so good. And I was just trying to manage the pace, right? So whatever uh, they were giving me gaps to, to Trevor, and, and obviously Trevor was pushing as hard as he could. And, and so I was trying not to overdrive the car, right, but on the same, same end. Um, you know, if we had a late race caution, I needed to have as fresh a tires as I could to, to be able to make a run for it. So, um, you know, the car was so good today, and, and I'm just proud of our team. I mean, we've had great race cars all year, but, but today was really the, the, um, the stamp on the envelope, I guess, if you will, of how good our program is and um, how strong our race cars are. And, and this racetrack for me, I, I love this racetrack. I, I've been lucky enough to run good here in pretty much every class of car that I've run here, every team that I've been here with. And uh, it just suits my driving style really, really well, and I love coming here. So, you know, just culmination of a lot of things together that, that made the day uh, as good as it was. All right, go ahead. Mike Oregon from the Tennessean. Kind of building off of that, can you talk a little bit more about Trevor and how concerned you were with the push he made in those last 25 or 30? Yeah, I mean, Trevor did a great job today. I mean, obviously, um, knowing Trevor really, really well and knowing that this is this is home almost home for him right I mean it's it's not home but it's, it's it's close enough and I knew he was you know he's been trying to get back to that victory lane uh so bad and and you know we, we've been great friends for a long time and and you know obviously they had their challenges on pit road that that put them behind I knew he was going to be tough to beat if we had to race um apples to apples um along with the 54 and um the one and you know there was a couple a couple guys that uh, you know were making some pretty good pretty good speed up there but I, I felt like for us, um, once I saw who was behind us and I knew he was pushing hard, then it was, okay, how do we try to maintain the gap? And, and uh, he made some good time up there for a little bit, and I, I just tried to not you know, cook the tires off of it. And uh, you know, ultimately, I think, put ourselves in a pretty good position. I think those last five or so laps, um, excuse me, we were able to, to kind of pull back out a little bit. And, and um, you know, if we had a restart, it would have been tough. You know, it was always going to be tough to, 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 to manage it, but I felt like um, – you know, I, I knew he was having to push to try to close that gap, and I felt like we were doing a good job of managing it. All right. Well, Stephen, and, and then um, we'll get a mic over to you, Chris, right? You have a question? You can, okay. Stephen Toronto, CBS Sports. Justin, with your win today, you gained two full spots in the point standings. You're up to third now, 32 points back from the lead. Um, I know we're not quite there yet because we've still got 11 races left in the regular season, but we had a two-week break before this to kind of separate the first half of the regular season from the second. Uh, how actively were you and your race team looking at where you were in the point standings and what more you needed to do in order to put yourself in a position to contend for the regular season championship? I'm going to be honest with you, at the beginning of the year we had some pretty, pretty dismal races, and, and I kind of wrote off even, even getting to that top three um, at, at one certain point. I just wanted to be in the top 12, to be honest. And we've made a steady run here. We've had some consistency. We've had all these things. Um, but, you know, racing is a lot like, I, I, made this, I made this analogy earlier, but racing is a lot like swimming in a river, right? If you're swimming upstream, you're, you're just kind of maintaining with the current. But if you stop and just kind of relax, you're going to go backwards. And, and that's how the sport operates. I mean, you know, th there wasn't a team or, or a driver over these last two weeks that wasn't you know, fired up trying to make their program better, trying to get their cars better, trying to work on setups, whatever it was, to, to be in a better position for when we came here and, and moving forward. And, and 
you know, even being as good as we've been, our team has, has still worked their guts out to try to, to, try to get there and, and be better. And, um, you know, today we did that. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if we can get to the, to the regular season championship and be the, the, the leader, but we're going to give it every effort we got. And, and I've been lucky enough to win one of those regular season championships. But I'll be honest with you, that was probably the worst playoffs we'd had the year we won the regular season championship. And so for us now, it comes down to, um, you know, we, we've done a great job. We know we have cars capable. We know we have a team capable. We need to do a good job for those final final seven races and, and put ourselves in better position for the playoffs, not just um, you know going for that regular season championship. I think sometimes you, you lose the forest for the trees. And uh, for us, it's all about sell out Phoenix at the end of the year and trying to go for that championship. So we we got to get there first. All right. Thanks, Justin. Yeah, thank you. All right, Chris. Hey, Chris. Thank you. Hey, Justin. Hi, um, so you said that on TV this was probably the most dominant car or best race car you've had in your career. So where will you beg Jason to let you take it next? Say that last part. Where will you beg Jason to let you take it next? I'll be honest with you. After practice today, I wasn't sure if I wanted to take it anywhere. So, um Honestly, I don't know that there's a spot. You know, the, the one thing that I will say about our organization right now, there's not a car in our fleet that I that I don't feel like could could put on the performance that we had today. Our cars are so consistent. Uh, the bodies, you know, the fab shop at our shop is is done an incredible job. The the Hendrick engine shop. I mean, there's not a piece of this race car that I look at and go, we couldn't have that same speed with with one of our other cars. Um, that being said, obviously it won a race, so you gotta you gotta give it some props. But but. Um, I feel like right now our program is just really, really good. We're 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 doing a great job with the setup. We're doing a great job with uh, fine-tuning all the little details when we get into practice, and you know that's really what this is what this is all about. So I don't know if we'll run this car again until the playoffs, but um, I'd say it'll probably make an appearance somewhere in the playoffs. Five of the last seven races have been won by JRM, and it seems like you guys are pulling away from. Gibbs and, and, and the other uh, Ford, you know, um, Stuart Haas racing and whatnot. So what is the magic that you guys have found over the last month or so? You want to know what the magic is, honestly? Um, consistency. Our race team, I mean, literally from, from 2021 to 2022, there is literally almost nothing different on our race cars. Um, the biggest difference for us is stop trying to chase, you know, speed here or speed there. You know, just... Use the basics. Um, you know, like I said, the, the engine shop's been doing a great job, but, but we've had consistency. We've had, we've had solid power, but it's been consistent week in and week out. Our bodies have been consistent week in and week out. We're not trying to play to the flavor of the week, and I think sometimes it's really easy to get caught up in that. But when you have four cars that are running as good as we do, um, and, and truth be told, we come to the racetrack between all four of us uh, not, as, not the same. I mean, we come quite a bit different week in and week out. But we have a really good understanding of where each other's at and and uh, what each driver wants and and when you have a team that has the cohesiveness like we have right now, it just seems like we're we're able to to come to the racetrack and and fire on our late cylinders and not have to try to you know be out there at the, with the setups that we're running or try to be you know over the over the limit. We just feel like for us right now, consistency's been the key. All right, Dustin, go ahead. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Justin, this is the fifth year, fifth time in the last six years that you've won multiple races in this series. For somebody who made the move up to Cup and it didn't work out, and you know the the view at that point was, well, he's going back down. And, and you've talked, you didn't know what what was what was going to happen with your career to be a, 
to win multiple races five of the last six years after what you've gone through, what what does that mean? It means a lot. I mean, you know, obviously when we cup racing, um, I mean, you can look at the pre and the post, me driving and and uh, a lot of the same struggles, right? And uh, it was just it was super disappointing. You know, do I feel like I could still go to Sunday and and get in a good car and go be competitive? Absolutely. Um, but the opportunities of 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 change aren't necessarily always the right opportunities. And you know, I love this series. I love I love this race team that I'm a part of. Um, you know, for for me, you know, Brand Professional Agriculture has been a huge supporter of mine for a number of years. And and the Xfinity series fits their their brand extremely well. So. You know, not only that, we've got a great relationship with with Hellman's and Unilever and, and all of our partners. It, it for me, it would be really hard to walk away from something that works like it does to 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 go into the unknown of of um, just being another number out there at at, at some certain point. Um, you know, I I don't know if I'll ever get another shot of the Cup side. You know, I'm I'm definitely open to it and in, in running some Cup races, but uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, I love where I'm at right now. I got a great team around me, and it's it's hard to. Uh, it's hard to want more than what I got right now. How, how do you how do you uh, reconcile that? Because obviously, like you say, you you know you're a competitor, so you want to be at the at the top level. But you know there's still a lot that can be done here. So how do you how do you not look too far ahead? I mean, honestly, I look at the race car drivers I race against week in and week out in the Xfinity series. I look at the talent that's coming up through the Truck Series right now. I look at the talent that's in the Cup Series. Um, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, there are some overly talented race car drivers on the cup side that just don't have the right situation. And I'm not saying that it's uh, being in the, even in not a, not a good car. I mean, just, you know, especially with the Gen 7 car and the parity that, that there is in the car, you know, it takes every detail. When you've got the crew chief, when you've got the engineers, and you've got the pit crew, when you've got all these things that, that just gel together and work, I mean, that's where we're at right now with our race team. Everybody on this race team wants to be there. They want to move forward and... and um, there's some overly talented race car drivers that are going to race tomorrow that, that they're going to run 30th plus and could easily uh, be in a different situation and be battling for wins. And, um, you know, I, I definitely, I mean, do I want to go over there and win races? Absolutely. But it's equally as hard to come here and do this and be in this series and, and be a part of it. And, and um, I love the relationships that I have right now. And, and, and the, walking away from the relationships, whether it be a partner or team members would be really hard for me at this point. Um, especially, you know, here, when it's all said and done, I'm not old by any means, but, but you know, I'm not the youngest driver out here. And um, I'm, I'm more than content. You know, I, look, if my racing career ended today, I'm more than content with, with what God's blessed me with. More than content with it. And um, there's no race wins. There's no championship. There's no nothing that's going to make me more proud of, of you know, my racing career. I, uh, my family gets to come with me a lot. They're not here today, obviously. Uh, my dad's sitting right in front of me. You know, all these things that, that play into this um, make make this sport for me what it's all about, and I'm happy where I'm at. Yep. All right. Any final questions for Justin? All right. Congratulations on that win. Thanks for spending a little bit of extra time with us, too. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. What you got, Chris? How do I feel about Road America? I feel great about Road America right now. I love that racetrack. It is definitely on the bucket list of racetracks to, uh, to 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 visit for fans. If you've never been there, it's worth it. And as a driver, it's it's even better. Um, 
I love the fact that it's four miles long, to be honest with you. Uh, and the fan, like here, it's four miles, and if there's a spot to watch a race from, I mean, I've watched fans climbing trees to watch that race, so it's it's a special place, and I'm looking forward to getting back up there. Thank you all. And Kyle, that is absolutely the truth. Uh, Road America, uh, you know, it's just all about timing and the dates. It just wasn't the, the stars wasn't in to, to go into Road America this year. I, I'm focused on some other race tracks, and I got to keep my mind focused on on that. But uh, hey, what about Chase? When coming back and winning that rain delay yesterday? Uh, bringing it home and we we were lucky enough to uh if you hang around long enough you can get get this but uh we got chase elliott in the cup and we're going to listen to him in in the uh deadline room speedway and we've been joined <coughs> by today's race winning crew chief alan gustison for today's ally 400 it's been a long day right guys yes so, um, Alan, before we roll straight into questions, um, just give us a little bit, um, as Jenna just kind of joked and told us, it has been a long day for a crew chief standpoint. You guys had a lot of things to navigate from, you know, lightning holds to actual rain and red flags and then just, you know, the the racing part of it. Just from your kind of seat today, tell us a little bit about what what that looked like before having the opportunity to celebrate with your team at Victory Lane. Yeah, uh, I think for us, we were super optimistic coming in. We had a pretty good car on, uh, I guess, Friday practice and qualified decent and had some track position, so uh felt good about it and didn't start the race very good and the car wasn't driving great. So I had a lot of work to do and started to work on the car and then had a pit stop issue, which kind of got us behind, but ultimately helped a little bit because we had an opportunity to work on the car a little bit more, which then from then on, I think the car was in good, you know, in a good position and driving really well. So we were able to make up ground and yeah, I mean the rain delays and lightning delays, I mean, certainly there's nothing we can do about that. We just have to work through it and stay focused and, and uh, use that time to our advantage to, to, you know, have a plan to move forward and execute. And um, yeah, once we got back through that rain, our car was really good and competitive and uh, we executed well. I think from then on, it was kind of this, you know, tail of two races for us. We were, Bad News Bears to start, and then at the end, we got it right, and we're really good. All right. We're going to open for questions. If you have a question, raise your hand, and we'll get the mic to you. Um, All right. We're going to start. We'll start in the back, and then we'll make our way up front, and then we'll head to the back as well. All right. Jared Haas with FrenchStretch.com. My question is with the tire wear. How did it uh, wear compared to the day day part of the race? to the night part of the race, and how did how much did that influence your call to stay out uh, for Elliott? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, tire wear wasn't really an issue for us. Our tire wear was good, but, uh, you know, the fall-off was less certainly at night. You know, you could see the lap time fall-off was, was less, and that played into the end. I think, you know, regardless in that cir- circumstance, we were probably going to stay out, but certainly the fact that, you know, the fall-off was less as the track cooled down. Uh, contributed some. All right, we'll go to Jenna. Uh, what was the penalty for? Did we get a penalty? That's what Chase keeps saying. No, I think we just went to the back on our own accord. 
you had a long, you yeah. made some changes on pit road. Well, we had the potential loose wheel, so we backed him up in the stall, tightened the wheel to make sure it was okay. Then obviously we were going to be at the back at that point in time, so then we came back in and uh, worked on the car a little bit more. Hammering on, you know, chest stuff. And then he said that you guys were able to make a lot of changes during the rain. Um, we had changed, um, I can't remember if, the, I thought that pit stop issue was before the rain. It was before the rain. Uh, no, we had made all of our changes to that point uh, and then ultimately never. <laughs> everything he said. Yeah. So so you guys stay out. Um, everybody comes, all, all the guys you're racing for the win come in. Did the nine other guys staying out put the separation that locked Absolutely. that up for you? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was the difference. I mean, I think, um, yeah, I mean, the, the 18 for sure, uh, you know, 19 was really good, 18 was really good, 18 was really fast on a short run. So, I mean, yeah, if he lines up anywhere near us on new tires, it's game over. But, um, yeah, I, I, he just – my expectation was he wasn't going to get that close, and I, and I feel like there was going to be enough – and it typically is. It's really tough, right? I mean, there's enough chaos in front of you that you just can't go anyway. So that's what we were hoping for. And ultimately there was – you know, I, don't, I guess you said nine or whatever, but, you know, I, ten. There were – you know, when I saw there was four or five – legit good cars, right, they, the guys that weren't going to be easy to pass. And when, when I saw that, I felt better. You never know. Yeah, but then, you you know, you, you can't just say, oh, Kyle, well, you got to focus, you know, shift your focus to Kurt. I mean, he's no slouch. I mean, the guy's a great race car driver, right? I mean, he just won at Kansas, and that team's been doing really well. So, I mean, you got Kurt and you got Kyle Larson and, and Ryan, all those guys, super good drivers and good teams. So, had to execute, you know, regardless. All right. We'll go to Mark and then Stephen. Mark Garrow, PRN. Congratulations. Thank you. You get points in both stages. You get some more playoff points with the win. You're still in position, of course, to get the 15 for the regular season championship. What does this win do in, in moving towards that goal? So you, you, other than not getting the stage wins, you kind of got everything tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's – you know, that's the position we're in right now. I think most of the guys, you know, whatever the 12 certainly that have won are, are focusing on that, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of the key now is to get as many playoff points as you can so you position yourself uh, as best as possible when it re-racks because, you know, anything can happen. There's still a lot of time between now and then. So um, we're obviously working to win every race, but when you're, when you're there, you know, yeah, the points are points and playoff points are the focus. So is that a goal to the point where that's part of your strategy planning every week or you just on, stay on offense and, and just hope for the best? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wish it was a bit more glamorous, but that's kind of what I try to do every week. So you just, you know, I mean, if you're leading the points or you're wherever you're at, you're, you're trying to win and you're trying to win stages and you're trying to lead laps and have the best car possible. And, um, yeah, I mean, are we in a position to maybe take a few more gambles now than we would have if you're somebody else? Certainly, but I don't think it's significantly different. All right, Stephen, go ahead. 
Stephen Toronto, CBS Sports. Alan, I don't mean to drudge up bad memories when you're kind of riding the high of a oh, victory. Of course you yeah, I well, know. Let's not I know. Do it. Next, I, I I have to. Let me get you, Charlotte. You asked me about Charlotte. Yes, oh, actually. Awesome. Uh, Love it. Yeah. Perfect. So so anyway, you know yes. what the scenario was. Yes. Was sure. that in the back of your mind when uh, when that caution came out and you had to make the decision whether to uh, stay out and hope everyone else behind you or not or hope enough other drivers stayed out and you know you'd be able to stay out front or come in and risk everyone else staying out yeah i mean it's how you i mean anything you do in life is based on your experiences right i mean everything you do so certainly that factors in the the decisions i make is you know so do unfortunately the bad ones are the ones that always get brought up but you know all the good ones factor into my decision making process too you know so uh i, I don't know did i think about charlotte do i think about charlotte do I get reminded of Charlotte? Yes. Yes, I do, unfortunately. Yes, yes. You know, was it a huge influence on what we had to do here? Not really. Right. Were there any other times in the past where you elected to stay out and it worked out? Just, just, so, uh, just so we don't keep drudging up bad memories. Yeah, Let's there's a lot of them. Ones. I mean, I can't think of the top of my head. I mean, probably the coolest one was with Mark Martin at Loudon and whenever that was. Cause <laughs> yeah, like, so yeah, like that was, I mean, I don't know, like there's, there's certainly ones that we've, uh, that I've, I've stayed out and won. I want to race with Kyle at Phoenix staying out. So yeah, like I can, I got to go through the Rolodex here, but there's quite a few that that's happened. So. Right. Just so that's on the Everyone record. Everyone Dover with Chase staying out. Oh yeah. How about that's that one? Yeah, we there we go. We got a few. Yep. All right. <laughs> cool. Hey, sure. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, we'll add those to the notebook. Okay, we're going to go Nate and then up front, please. Uh, Nate, Ryan, NBC Sports. Alan, there was one move. I can't remember when it was, but there was a restart where Chase, like, passed, like, five cars and, like, a half a lap. Can you give us your perspective on that? Yeah, that was – I felt like that, – that was kind of the moment in the race. I was like, all right, we, we, we should win this race. Ultimately – uh, I didn't feel like we were going to pass the 19, I'm sorry, 18 and 19 at the time on equal ground. So I wanted to get off sequence with them there. And when I did, not as many people pit as I had hoped. So we were a little bit further back. And he got back to, you know, what you're referencing, you know, fourth or fifth in no time. And I was like, this gives us a huge advantage, you know. And I think he's a testament to how good 19 was. It was just really took us a long time to pass him, but then certainly we got past him and were able to track Kyle down pretty quick order there. So, yeah, that was a big deal. Uh, restarts typically on our forte and our strength, and, and Chase did an amazing job of that, and, and that was really the first kind of indication. I knew we were getting better. You just don't know how good you are because we weren't really in the best track position, and that was the first indication. I was like, all right, this thing's pretty good. Chase isn't conservative, but he's not really known for that kind of aggression. Yeah, did, did that take your breath away a little bit? To yeah, no, it just fires you up. You're like, all right, here we go. And like you said, you know, he's not conservative at all, but he's just a guy. You know, he's a very calculated driver and doesn't put himself in bad positions. So when I knew he had that much confidence in the car, then I knew it was that good. And then I know um, you've talked a little about points, but this gives you 13 playoff points, and you're tied with Byron and Chastain now for first, which I, I know is, uh, you know, you've still got nine races to go in the regular season. But is, where, where does that, I guess, position you? Does it give you some confidence for the championship hunt? Yeah, I just think it's too early. I mean, look, it's good. I mean, you want to be the best at everything, right? You want to be the first in all the metrics that matter, and certainly that's what we strive to do. But it's just early. It's just a long, long way to go, and I don't know that, 
the landscapes, you know, right now how it's going to be. We just got to keep winning. We've got to keep accumulating points and put ourselves in the position, you know, to score as many points as possible and try to, you know, win the regular season and just stack them up. You just, you know, I don't know, you know. I mean, certainly the Cubs cars have been running a lot better, and, you know, who knows where it's going to go in the future. We just got to do everything we can to stay on top. Uh, yeah, Chase, I, I know it was in comparison to the fairgrounds when you, you had fears of a snooze fest here. I'm curious a couple times through it now. What kind of racing do you feel like this track is, is, has given you guys and, and was tonight, you know, exciting in that way? I like I like boring races that we lead every lap. So I'm, I'm probably the wrong guy to ask. So I mean I don't I don't, and that's up to you guys to decide. I want to I want to make it as boring as I possibly can. All right, we're gonna go back to Dustin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Hey Alan, there's been so much talk about this car can go to widely variant tra types of tracks compared to what you, you guys used to do. Obviously, you won at Dover. You went here at Concrete. Was this the same car? Were things able to carry over, or is this something that was a car that was run on the Bristol dirt or something? I have no idea, to be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know where. I mean, they're all. It's not. We don't look at them the way we used to and categorize them, you know, for certain types of tracks. So it could have. It very well could have raced anywhere. I have no idea. Do you feel you are? Where do you feel you are in understanding this car and able to calculate what to do in terms of adjustments or look ahead as opposed to just trying to react? Yeah, I mean, it's still early. Um, we're still learning things. I mean, I feel like we came here with a little bit different philosophy from uh, what we've been running. You know, we had the off weekend to kind of work through it, so this isn't our typical package. It's slightly different. Um, it's you know, fairly different from Dover, so I don't know if it was better or worse, but uh, it ran well. Yeah, I think everybody, you know, my fear is everybody, that there's not a ton of adjustment in the car, so everybody's going to kind of drive down in the bottom right corner, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just eventually everybody's going to get to a very, very similar place uh, through experience and, and, you know, guys that are good at what they do. So uh, I don't know that we've un we've tapped everything, all the opportunity to, to get the car to drive good or get an advantage. So we'll keep working on it, but I, I hope that, uh, yeah, we can keep opening up new ways to, to get performance out of the car, because if not, I think everybody's going to get pretty close pretty quickly. And, and the last thing is, uh, so is it too early to see trends, or is everything's just bouncing from week to week and it's nothing makes sense yet? Well, I think you can, I mean, yeah, I mean, everybody can draw their own trend line they want to. To me, you know, it's not... Uh, there's just like there was the night. There's there's probably a legit pick your number eight or so cars that can win the race, and the, the team that executes that the best and puts themselves in position at the end wins. You know, I, I don't feel like there's really been a dominant car in a race all season, really, that I can think of. All right. Any final questions for Alan? Okay, we'll have a follow up with Jenna. Alan, um, with the two long delays, is it how do you keep the team motivated and focused, and the driver as well? Um, so the team, they're they, you know, we we just kind of came off a rough start, so everybody was pretty honed in, and just, yeah, so you just feel like you 
you know, just were you know, taking a beating. So okay, you're pretty much ready to to uh, to uh, avenge that. But for Chase, uh, I just you know I felt like I needed to instill in a little confidence in him that we're gonna the car was improving and we were getting where we wanted to be and. Didn't take much, but I talked to him a little bit and just said, "Hey, you know, with the way the car's driving, where the lap times are, and as much ground as we made, even uh, the restart when we went to the back before the rain delay, we had made some pretty good ground." I was like, "Look, we're we, we've got a really good shot here. We got to stay focused." So um, he's pretty easy, you know. It's not hard, but yeah, I, I didn't want him to. I know he's in the car and driving hard, and then things happen, and then it's super easy to get frustrated and super easy to think that. You know things are going to go bad, and and where he's at, obviously based on his, what he's talking about, doesn't know the whole story all the time. So I just wanted to make sure that uh, he knew that hey, you know, I was pretty confident that we were going the right direction. We were going to be in position to do what we needed to do. I love that. He, we talked about that a little bit today. I don't. I don't feel like I was rebuilding his confidence. I was just basically trying to say, "Hey, we're not going to screw it up anymore. Go do your job." That was kind of it. So I've always have my philosophy as a crew chief's always been the same. Is you know, you, my goal is always to make the drive the weak link, right? If, if he's the weak link, then that's I've done my job. The team's done their job, right? With him, it's not an easy thing to do because he's a pretty strong link, and obviously other guys that I've worked with, you know. So that's what I try to do, and. That was a little bit more of what I was describing is I was trying to say to him, hey, I don't, the word I was going to use, I'm not going to use, we're done, you know, what, what, messing up, and uh, we're going to get after it, right? So stick with us, bring your A game, I'll be good. All right. Alan, thank you for spending yeah, some time thanks. with us. Appreciate we appreciate it. it. You are free to go. Bob's got some questions about how you're now the concrete king and – yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to continue now um, with our post-race press conference for, for today and tonight, I should say. Out of 400, we've now been joined by our race winner, Chase Elliott, driver of the number nine Napa Chevrolet for Hendrick Motorsports. Congratulations on the win, Chase. Thank we you. appreciate you spending some time with us. We're going to roll straight into questions for Chase. If you have one, raise your hand. We'll work to get the microphone around, and we'll start with Larry Woody. Chase, congratulations. How tough was it to maintain your focus during all those stops and starts and delays? Uh, yeah, you know, it wasn't too bad. I feel like we've, you know, we've had that a good bit over the last few years since they implemented the lightning thing. So um, <clears throat> it wasn't, I didn't think it was too difficult. All right. Mike, go ahead with your question. Racing at the fairgrounds, just how special is this for it to be in Nashville? Yeah, right. look, I, I I wish we were at the fairgrounds, uh, for the record. But I, you know, I'm glad we're at least in the in the market. You know, and this is a this is a cool town. It's a great place to be. It's a great place to race. Um, it's a town that I think embraces us. Um, you know, and we we embrace the people that are here, and they stuck it out. I mean, heck, the crowd was still pretty good. I thought for uh, it to be you know 11 o'clock at night or whatever, and having started this thing six or seven hours ago so yeah I, I thought um, 
I thought we had a good crowd. Appreciate everybody sticking around, and, and it is close to home for me. So, I, uh, you know, it's it's hard to win anywhere, but uh, you know, when you win kind of close to home like that, it does it is pretty special. Yeah, I think the biggest thing was we we just struggled here last year, you know. So to have a have a struggle uh, a race here a year ago, and then to be able to come back and and be uh, as competitive as we were in the second half of the race, I I am the most proud of that piece of the puzzle. I think um, just to kind of reset and be able to reevaluate and get back going the right direction here. All right, we'll just start. Chase, I, I know you were talking relative to the fairgrounds a couple of years ago, saying snooze fest here, but you, you, you've been through a couple of races here now. How do you feel like it has stacked up this track when it comes to that, and, and especially tonight? Yeah, I mean, I didn't think the race was terrible uh, tonight. You know, at least we could get up off the bottom and, and move around, which I thought was you know encouraging. Um, and I was even more surprised that we still moved up after the sun went down. You know, I thought at that point it was going to be really one lane, and it really wasn't. You know, you could still still be in at least a couple different lanes, and uh, it was way more racy than, than I thought it was, or I thought it would be. Um, that still doesn't mean I prefer this over the over the fairgrounds and, and what that could be. You know, I, I, I don't want people to, you know, get a sour taste about that. It's just, you know, that, that racetrack and the history of that racetrack and its location is just something that we're never going to replicate again. You know, I mean, for the most part, all, all these facilities that we have are, you know, 45 minutes to an hour outside whatever said market is we're trying to reach. You know, if it's Michigan and, or, or, you know, here or Atlanta's 30, 45 minutes south of the city, you know, like all these places we go, Homestead's an hour outside Miami, you know. So all, all these places that we go, you're, you're drawing from an area that is, 45 minutes to an hour away with the fairgrounds, you'd be drawing from an area that's, what, 15 blocks away uh, or so? Correct me if I'm wrong, you know, on that, but it's a hell of a lot closer than it is here. Uh, and, and that's just not something that in today's society, you're never going to build a racetrack in, in a city like that again. Um, so that, that's why I think as an industry, we need to take advantage of that. We don't need to let that place die, you know. I mean, I know they built that big soccer stadium right next door, but use that as, as – positivity because the infrastructure is now there to house all the people you know now they have ideas and ways to get people in and out so I just it's too good of a place too good of an opportunity for us to not be utilizing that in my opinion I think it'd be the best uh, location and, and best event of the year if they could pull that off was your fear at the time that since you were going to be racing here that you may not be racing there when actually I, it, it is possible you you might yes for sure I mean I, I'm, I'm I, I still worry about that a little bit you know but it sounds like they're at least working on it. You know, unfortunately, I can't do a ton other than just voice my support uh, for it. You know, and I, I understand all the different sides of the of the puzzle uh, there, and, and I respect that. But, um, you know, selfishly for us, I think it would be a great event. And, look, they're already racing there. You know, like folks seem to be doing just fine with the races that are going on, and you'd be talking about one big event a year there for, for us to come and, and be a part of it. So... Uh, I think the positives outweigh the negatives, and, and I think there's a way to be respectful in doing so of the of the folks that live in the in the area, and and be able to uh, you know do it in a positive light. All right, we're going to go to Mark, and then we'll make our way back over here. Mark Carroll, PRN. I've got two questions. First, Chase, is it enjoyable to win a race where? You have some problems. You kind of go off the radar screen. The JGR cars led 250 of 300 laps. 
they were kind of going like, all right, one of us is going to snag this thing, and then you end up winning. Is it fun to win kind of off the radar? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's fun to win regardless, I feel like. Um, but, yeah, I was really proud, look, proud of, proud of a couple things. One, proud of having the past month and a half, two months that we've had been horrendous. You know, I've crashed about ten times, and, you know, we've had a lot of, a lot of stuff happen to, to end up having bad finishes, and you never want that, especially when it's, uh, well, any time, whether it's in a string of races or not, you don't want that, period. Um, so proud to be able to bounce back from, from a really rough stretch um, and then proud to have, have struggled as bad as we did, uh, as bad as we were at the beginning of the race to be able to adjust on it, take advantage of the opportunities we had to try to fix it, um, and then to hit on it and to be able to execute after we hit on it to, to finish the event strong uh, is, is not an easy thing to do. So, you know, our, our team, I feel like um, they, they do a great job when everybody's pulling in the same direction and is executing and doing their jobs to the best of their ability. I feel like we're as good as anybody. And, um, you know, tonight I felt like they really showcased their, their talents, not just, you know, on pit road with our pit stops being really solid, but Alan and Tom making really good adjustments and just staying on top of everything. So it was a good, good team win. Speaking of which, on, as far as the points, uh, you got stage points. You obviously get a big chunk for winning. You're now plus 30 over Chastain, 31 over Blaney, 47 over Kyle. How do you look at that gap with nine races to go? Well, I mean, I feel like no gap is safe, right? I mean, we had a, had a pretty big one there at one point, and, and uh, you know, that, that can go away in a hurry. So, you know, look, you just have to keep, you have to keep bringing strong race cars to the racetrack. You have to keep putting yourself in position to win. When you're, when you're battling up front and you have shots to win, the points thing is going to take care of itself. You know, you might be faced, if you can achieve the first part of that, you might be faced with a, a situation here or there where you have to decide whether or not you want to get stage points or whether you want to try to go for the race win. And, and, and those things are, you know, that's just part of the, the, the world we live in now with, with stages, you know, but, um, you know, more so on road courses, I guess, than anything. But uh, you know, the, best, the best way to look at it is just try to be fighting for wins. And if we're doing that, I think the points thing will be, and it'll kind of take care of itself. All right, Nate, go ahead. Nate Ryan, NBC Sports. Chase, the restart where you picked up like five positions and like a half a lap or a lap or whatever, I, I asked Alan about that, and he said that was the point at which he felt like, all right, we've got the car to win this race. We've got to win this race. Um, your perspective on that, and did you feel like when you made that move, like that was when you knew you had the car to win? I felt, uh, you know, honestly there, you know, I felt like our car was, our balance was good at least when we had our penalty and and we went to the back and I was able to run some different lanes that I had not had the ability to run prior to that and when that ability showed up for me I thought okay you know now now I think we're in the ballpark um you know and then and then as the race went on you know the restart thing like uh, you put anybody in the right situation and and you can look like a hero right I don't think there's anything special I did um, you know, you can take a car that isn't balanced as well uh, as what our, ours was tonight and have the right lane choice and the right guys get bottled up at the right time and you pass three or four of them, you know. Um, so I don't necessarily think that was the turning point for me. I feel like it was more just a balanced thing and feeling like we were, we had got it really close. Um, and then from there, just trying to execute and, you know, have good restarts up front and have good pit stops. You can give yourself some credit, though. It looked like a video game type move. It was well. It worked out. I mean, they got. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of guys do that. You know, when when people get bottled up uh, off the corner and you have a head of steam and 
I mean, the lanes just kind of opened up for me, so it wasn't anything spectacular on my end. I didn't think it just kind of went where the, where the options were. Um, and following up on the points thing, um, beyond just having the lead in the point standings, you're also now tied for playoff points lead with Byron and Chastain with 13 playoff points. So do you feel like you're positioned pretty well with all this talk about, you know, guys are going to fall out in the first round who we're not expecting. It seems like you're, you're getting a little bit of a cushion. Well, you, you want more than that, uh, for sure. I mean, I, I don't think any cushion is safe in the, in the playoff thing unless you have seven or, you know, six or seven wins uh, like, like some guys have over the last couple of years. At that point, then you're probably feeling much better about it, you know. But I, I don't think two uh, in just a couple stage wins is going to give you the confidence to make dumb decisions, you know, in, in the beginning of the playoffs. So, look, I, I think everybody's vulnerable uh, when the playoffs start, you know, uh, especially as the rounds progress. I mean, you know, we, we have seen guys with those big cushions not make the, the last round. So I, I don't think anything is guaranteed. You certainly want to hedge your bet in that direction as much as you can. Uh, and every win helps that. Every stage win helps that. So um, that's something I want to achieve. We, we've never really put ourselves in a, in a position like that to where we have a big cushion and, you know, we're able to kind of cruise through rounds. I feel like we've always had to had to scratch and claw for each round, um, which is fine, and I'm okay with that. Uh, but it would be nice to, you know, rack up some wins and um, hedge your bet more so for, for a potential bad day or something out of your hands. All right, Stephen, go ahead. Stephen Toronto, CBS Sports. Chase, um, now that we've had two races in Nashville, um, where exactly does this race rank among the competitors in terms of races that are coveted and that drivers want to win. Obviously, uh, Nashville doesn't really have the recent history uh, in NASCAR since, uh, since there was a long gap between the 1980s and last year. So it's not necessarily like the Southern 500, the 600, and Charlotte, what have you. But it's pretty quickly become a destination race. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of hype around it. Uh, obviously, the market's big, kind of like Las Vegas is almost, and obviously everyone also wants the uh, Gibson guitar when you win this race. So uh, where exactly does it rank? Yeah, I mean, I think it just depends on what your personal thoughts are on the city or whatever, but I've, I've enjoyed coming to Nashville. It's been one of my favorite towns for a number of years, um, you know, and, and uh, have raced at the fairgrounds and had some special memories over there. So, yeah, I, I, it's special to me because of that, you know. But I don't really know where it ranks amongst everyone. I've, for me, I've I, every win is important and special to me because they're really hard to get. You know, I don't, um, I don't take any of them for granted. So they're all big, in my opinion. They're they're too hard to, to uh, to win to not appreciate them. You know, in a pretty high regard. Thank you. All right, go ahead. Jared Haas with FrenchStretch.com. Before the 2022 season, you had zero wins on concrete. Now you won at Dover and Nashville. What, with the next-gen setup and concrete tracks, have you kind of found on that you found this recent success on concrete tracks? Um, I, you know, to be honest with you, I don't know that it has anything to do with the next-gen thing. I feel like we've had good runs in the past at, at Bristol and Dover and um, not necessarily here, but, you know, at least at Bristol and Dover. Uh to where we've had shots at winning and, you know, haven't. Um, but, you know, look, I, you get the right day, the right circumstance, and the right car balance, and everything goes your way, you can, you know, uh, I feel like our team can have a shot. Unfortunately, today was, was that way for us, and we were able to, able to get it done. Thank you. Yep.
Any additional questions? All right, we're going to go to follow-ups. We'll grab one from Jenna and then follow-ups for Dustin and Nate, and we'll wrap there. All right, Jenna, go ahead. Back off, Nate. Um, Chase, <laughs> <laughs> how much say, thought, anything do you have in staying out or uh, pitting on that last caution? Um, I mean, I, I I let Alan do his thing. You know, I, I just he lets me he lets me do my thing, so I'm gonna let him do his. You know, and and just have confidence in that. It doesn't it doesn't do me any good to to not. You know, I'm, I. When, when I start questioning his decisions, I feel like is when we start going down a, a road that is not favorable for success. So uh, he has had a lot of respect for me and let me do my job and let me approach things a pretty unique way and, and kind of be me. Um, so I've, I've always respected him in return and let him do his thing and, and just had confidence in whatever that, whatever that decision is. And when you walked in, he was answering a question about how, one, he keeps the team motivated and the driver motivated during those long weather delays. He said because the car had been so off at the start that the team was no problem, but that he did need to have a talk with you. What do you do during the delays, and what, how did that talk go between the two of you? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was straightforward. I mean, I think, you know, really we just, uh, we just talked about our balance. I mean, honestly, we just talked about where we were at the start of the day, what we did in practice on Friday, um, how we landed in the position we landed in to start the event, why we chose that, and why it wasn't working. And uh, we tried to diagnose that to the best of our abilities, make a decision on which way we wanted to go, um, and we did that. And fortunately, it was the right, you know, right decision. So um, just had dialogue about the car. You know, I, I feel like when you get into those situations or whatever it may be, you know, look, it, it – it, um, if it's not going to make you go any faster, it's probably not worth talking about. And, and talking about those things and, and how we ended up where we did is a is a, uh, a fruitful thing to do in that in that uh, in that time period. So that's what we did. I think that's probably what a lot of people do. It wasn't anything spectacular or really special, but uh, you know we were able to just kind of talk through some of that and go back in a direction that worked for us. And fortunately, uh, you know the condition changing and, and our adjustments uh, ended up in a really good spot. No, I, you know, I, I felt okay. I, I, at the beginning of the race, no. I mean, I, I felt like we were really, really off. Um, and then after we had our penalty, you know, like, like I was, or I'm sorry, yeah, we, whatever it was, yes, yeah, our, our extended stay on pit road. How about that? Whatever. We started in the back. Um, so after we started in the back, and I was able to, to run some different lanes that I hadn't been able to do throughout the day. Um, at that point, I, I felt like, okay, you know, we've, we have something to work with again. Our car is driving like I remember it driving on Friday. And, uh, you know, from there we just kind of went to work and tried to execute the event the best we could. Yep. All right, now that Jenna's got the non-penalty confirmed. Um, Sorry. No, it's all right. No, I, I, I'm fine with it. Um, so after the race chase. Um, Same difference, right? We started <laughs> yeah. in the back. Yeah, it's miscue, whatever. <laughs> um, Kurt Busch was really beating himself up about the last restart. He said he kind of went soft. He wished he had thrown some fenders. Um, were you expecting a little bit more? Did it surprise you that he didn't kind of mix it up, or, or could he have even mixed it up in that position? I mean, that's – I feel like you're always going to look back and, you know, want to do something a little different. But, um, you know, I feel like Kurt and I raced each other with a lot of respect, and obviously we're going for the win. You know, we're going to be aggressive. I thought he was. And we went off into turn one, and we're both sliding, you know, up the track. And then at that point I was able to get – I got positioned on him off of two – 
and then from there, I was just trying to manage my lanes, you know, and, and um, you know, if he was going to go in a lane that I thought might be really advantageous to him, I probably would have shut it off, you know, on him anyway. But, um, no, I, I thought, you know, we raced each other with respect, raced hard, and, um, you know, when when that on those restarts, when that one guy gets free, you know, it's going to be very difficult for that second-place guy to – to time up a run without a mistake or something on on a short run like that to the end. So, um, you know, I I thought he did did a good job, you know, and and it was respectful. And from my end, I don't really know what else you can ask for there. All right, Dustin, go ahead. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Um, Chase, with about 40 to go on that restart with the 18, you were on the inside. He chose the outside on the – he had the lane choice, and you were able to get by him. What, what what were you able to do, or can you take me through that, and what worked for you at that point to be able to take advantage of, take the lead and, and take control of the race at that point? Yeah, you know, the 18 did it to the 19, you know, a restart prior to that. So I felt like the opportunity was there uh, to do it. You know, if the circumstances go your way, unfortunately they, they did. So, um, you know, once we got the lead there, it was just trying to control you control my gap to him, run my race, manage my tires the best I could, and not lose the lead. Um, and then uh, hope that a caution didn't come out. You know, and I hate that it did, but it did, and uh, fortunately it worked out for us. So then after that last caution, before the pit stops, are you, would, were you already thinking of what you would be doing, and would you, I'm assuming you would have taken the high side and had the 18 on the inside, or... If he had stayed out, it would have been the two of you on the front row again. Yeah. How would were you already thinking about how you would have played, or would you have gone to the outside for the restart? Yeah, I was. I was thinking the outside. I felt like there was a difference in in used tires versus fresh tires. You know, I got the lead from him on fresh tires. He got the lead from Martin on on fresh tires too. So that was the reasoning and why I did what I did. So how surprised were you to see those cars pit behind you then? Um, I wasn't. You know, typically they're going to do the exact opposite of what you're doing. You know, I feel like, you know, everybody gave Allen a lot of crap for the 600 a few years ago or whatever, but, like, the people behind you are going to do the exact opposite of what you do. I don't know why that doesn't get through everyone's head, um, especially at a racetrack that has some tire wear. So you're in a very vulnerable position at that point. Um, And, two, like, if the caution had come out two or three more times, we probably wouldn't have won because those guys would have kept cycling themselves forward. So... So you get a caution twice and before you get the white flag, and next thing you know, you're you're sitting with a guy right behind you with four fresh tires with one lap on them, you know. So then at that point, you're wishing you pitted. So it, th- those situations are are just impossible to get right, you know. And 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 you knowing how the outcome is going to go is absolutely uh, it, it's unachievable. So you try to make the best decision you can make and, and hope the cards go your way. Last thing is, um, how comfortable are you feeling with this car? Certainly we've seen, you know, nobody's really been able to to be consistently strong too many weeks. Obviously you had five straight top tens at one point, which is the longest streak of the season. What's your comfort level with this car and and trying to build the consistency, and how is that, you know, how are you dealing with it when it's different as opposed to maybe past years where you maybe had a higher comfort level? Yeah, I mean, I think the difference is that the – the line to get it right is more thin than I think it has been in the past. Um, so just finding comfort in living in a tighter tolerance is difficult to do. 
Uh, and, and even though some days you might be comfortable, it's still really easy to step outside that. I mean, look at, look at Charlotte. I, I felt like I was, you know, not being very aggressive. And next thing you know, I made a mistake and hit the wall and our day's over. You know, I mean, it, it, it wasn't like at that point in time you're trying to do anything crazy um, in a 600-mile race, or at least I didn't think I was. And, and you can get yourself in a lot of trouble in a hurry in these things. So just trying to trying to figure out where you can live and, and live there comfortably and uh, how to, you know, how to ratchet up your performance at the right time if that is, you know, something inside your car that you can, you can pull out of it. Um, and if it's not, taking what's there for you and, and not, uh, not driving over your head because, like I say, th- this thing is, is pretty unforgiving uh, in a lot of ways. All right. Well, Chase, congratulations again on that victory. Um, we really appreciate you spending some time with us, and best of Hey, how time flies. Appreciate it, Kyle. Let's see. If- you still there, Kyle? Early. Are we over? Uh, yeah, almost. What you got for us? Uh, just going to look forward to PA Speed Week. Uh, be at Grandview Tuesday night, Grandview Speedway, and then Wednesday night at Port Royal. So looking forward to it. Kyle, I appreciate it, man. I know you're at work. I appreciate you being able to help us when you can, man. You're doing great. Do my best, Rowdy. You know that. I know that, Kyle. All right, everybody. Hey, we'll be here Thursday night. Landon will be in Thursday night. Is that correct? Simpson. So, Landon couldn't make it to the show tonight because his flight got delayed in the air. So, uh, couldn't make a phone call. Landon. Hamilton be calling in Thursday night to talk about this weekend the Fifth Ready Motorsports at Elko. One of four races coming up for Landon. Looking forward to it, Landon. Thanks, everybody. Till Thursday night. Bye.